Hey guys and welcome back to the channel ATP China Open and we're going to be getting into it. It's an absolutely stacked draw. The Asian swing is here. It's in full flow and I tell you what, this lineup, even though it's an ATP 500 event, is more like a Masters 1000 event. There are some incredibly big names. It is, I mean... <laughs> is full of superstars and the only real bigger mission is Novak Djokovic to be honest with you everyone else is pretty much here and it's interesting because this is the tournament just before the Masters in China and I'm here for it I'm really here for it the Masters in Shanghai which is going to be a great tournament I'm sure as well but here in Beijing the China Open Look, I mean, there are some incredible matches. We're going to get into it in a second. Before we do, though, remember to that like button. Do subscribe if you are new and do leave a rating or review if you're listening on a podcast platform. Okay, let's get straight into it then because there are some incredible matchups. And <clears throat> because it's an ATP 500 as well, there's only six rounds. And you, well, sorry, five rounds. So you only need to play five matches to win the tournament, which is pretty incredible. Alcraz is the top seed. And he has a qualifier, so we'll go for Alcaraz. Qualifying still going on, and the event will start on Wednesday. Hachanov is playing Massetti in a really, really good match. I mean, I'm looking forward to this one. I think it's going to be a, a, a really interesting one. Hachanov has been in good form, uh, made a good run last week or this week uh, to a final, and Massetti has been in in okay form. Uh, the the matchup you would say probably favors Hachanov, but what I will say is how's he going to be feeling after having that run in the last tournament that he's been playing in? Could he feel a little bit more tired? It's been a long season, potentially, although he has had a long layoff due to injury, so maybe it might be a case of actually he feels okay, uh, but I think it might come down to his body. Massetti, though, has been playing some good tennis himself, to be fair to him, so intriguing to see how he gets on. Uh, look, I mean, Massetti is such an interesting player, and I think he just needs a couple of really big wins to propel his career. Because at the moment, even though he's beaten, say, Djokovic on clay, etc., I just feel like there's something missing. And, you know, the semifinals of Chengdu, or Chengdu Open, uh, beating Sakulic, Ridenek, and a loss to Safiulin in straight sets, though. Uh, so that would have been disappointing to him. Hachanov has just come off. Uh, a disappointing, well, I was about to say disappointing, but an impressive victory in the Zhuhai Championships, beating Bolt, McDonald, Korda, and Nishioka, only dropping the one set against McDonald in the quarterfinals, which was an opening set. And um, the win against Nishioka was was a good one. So, yeah, very good from Hachanov. It's it's a tough one to call both players playing some good tennis. I'm going I'm going to go for Hachanov just because I think he's more consistent generally. Echeverry to come through against the qualifier. Then we've got the return of Yannan and Struff against Kasparud. Now, what I will say is I'm unsure about how the courts are going to play, and that's going to be interesting to see. Now, if they play quickly, then Struff will have a pretty good chance against Kasparud. I know he's had a bit of a layoff, but his serve and volleying tactic and also his willingness to come forward to the net will put him in good stead. But Kasparud has been in, in pretty poor form as well, uh, which could contribute to Struff having a good chance in this matchup. Uh, Rude, since the French Open final, has just been out of sorts in all honesty. So I think I'm going to go for Struff to cause the upset here. Uh, then we've got Holger Rune versus Felix Auger-Aliassina. This is an interesting matchup, and I'll tell you why. 
Holgaruna, you know, if you were to say to me before the Labour Cup who's going to win this, I would have gone hands down Holgaruna. As long as as long as sorry, as long as both players are fit, Holgaruna is going to be the one that comes out on top. However, Felix Ojeda-Lassim seems to have picked up a bit of form at the Labour Cup, which is a good thing for him. And could he finish the year off strongly? He always liked playing in the indoor tournaments. So maybe he finds some form in this part of the year, at the end of the year, and then finishes the year strong and then goes into 2024 trying to start making runs at the slams again. Maybe. I'm going to go for Holgaruna, though. It's a little bit of a safe one, but I just... I need to see it because I do wonder whether the Labour Cup victories came because, one, some of the players, i.e. Monfils, didn't take it as seriously, but two, not just that, but more having a team behind you, that kind of team atmosphere and patriotic side of things really does bring the best out of Felix's game. And I think he loves playing for Canada as well. Uh, He beat Alcaraz. I know Alcaraz had just won the US Open last year, but they played a week later and then Felix beat him. So I I do think he likes playing for Canada, his country, or, you know, the Labour Cup for Team World. I do think it brings out the best of him. Mackenzie McDonald has a wild card. He had a pretty good run to quarterfinals at Zhuhai Championships. And Grigor Dimitrov is a player who, you know, I mean, look, Dimitrov is, and I would say he's had one of the best years that he's had since probably 2017, 2019, maybe. And it's been a pretty good year. So I'm going to go for him. Nishioka to beat Shang, the wild card. I've heard that a lot of the Chinese players are playing in the Asia Asia games, that is. So a lot of the wild cards are not necessarily going to be the strongest Chinese players. Let me know in the chat if you're 100% sure on that um, or if you are aware of that because it's an interesting one and I guess it makes sense and maybe they, they hold it in higher regard and that's understandable, but it's a little bit of a shame, I guess, given that the Asian swing is back this year. And it's just a coincidence. But I'm going to go for Nishioka after making the final of the tournament this week. How far he goes remains to be seen. Then Dan Evans, Yannick Sinner is a great matchup as well. Yannick Sinner, great power hitting baseliner. Had a pretty good year as well, to be fair to him. Dan Evans has managed to pick up some steam at the back end of this year after having a really disappointing first half where he just, (laughs) he was losing left, right, and center. And he was really having to think about, you know, what he was doing on court because he just wasn't enjoying it, he said. So I'm going to go for Sinner, though, to come through this, but it's a tricky one. Dan Evans has one of the best backhand slices on tour, and he's a wily player, to say the least. Uh, Zverev has just won a tournament himself as well uh, this week, so... Interesting to see how he gets on beating Safiulin in the Chengdu Open. Beat Dimitrov, Ketmanovic, and Kotov on his way to the title. Schwartzman, I don't think he's going to have a lot of success in this swing. And I could be wrong, but I think Zverev is going to be too strong for the Argentine. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, Darish Fakina, I'm going to pick him to come through the wildcard zoo. And we've got two qualifiers. Now, this is a massive banana skin for Stefano Tsitsipas. Nicholas Jarry is an absolute menace and has been this year. He is so, so dangerous. 
I need to check have these two actually played before because if they have, I'm intrigued to see how they've gone. So it's actually two all, interestingly. Now they play well, they played wow, they played three times this year. Okay, so three sets in Los Cabos, interestingly. And six past one, quarterfinals, six, seven, seven, six, six, two. Jerry beat him on grass in Hala, seven, six, seven, five, really tight one again. Then on clay this year, Monte Carlo Masters, six past beat Jerry, six, three, six, four. Now, I'm imagining we're going to see something similar to that Los Cabos matchup where it was three sets and it was really tight. The headset is two all. I'm going to go for Nicholas Jarry. I just have a feeling I'm pretty high on Nicholas Jarry. I like the way he plays. I think his game is very disruptive for most players on tour. I just think he hits such a big ball from the back of the court. His serving is huge as well, and he moves pretty well for someone of his size. Likes coming forward, pretty decent transition game. I like his attacking brand of tennis, and if Sitzbass can dictate a lot with the serve and forehand, it's going to be difficult for Jerry, as it would be for 97, 98% of the tour. But uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm going for it. I'm going for Jerry. They've got Andre Rublev versus Cameron. Now, Andre Rublev didn't have a very good time of it at the Labour Cup. And Cam Nori, a little bit of a high maybe after the Davis Cup victory. Could be a case of Nori catching Rublev at a good time. Let's go for Nori. Uh, but what's the head-to-head -head there, actually, as well? I'm very interested in these head-to-heads. Because this is a real clash of styles. We've got someone who's a power hitter from the back of the court in Rublev. Explosive. Cam Nori is a grinder. He is a counterpuncher by nature. Head-to-head is too all. I've only played once this year. Indian Wells victory for Nori. Last year, US Open, Andre really won in straight sets. Uh, all four of them, by the way, have been on hard court. All four of their matches. I'll go for Cam Nori. I think that's a pretty sensible decision. Now, look at this. This is a great one. Ugo Humbert versus Lorenzo Sanigo. I mean, talk about long limbs. You've got to love this, though. You're really going to love it. Honestly, Uguan Burr's found a little bit of form this year, which I'm, I found really promising for him. Lorenzo Sinego. Now, Lorenzo Sinego is an interesting one. He definitely fluctuates in form. I think that's fair to say. I'm going to go with Sinego. Andy Murray and Alex Dimonona. By the way, Murray is always in some somewhere near Senegal in a draw <laughs> from what I've seen. I'm going to go with... Alex Dimonona, by the way, leads his head-to-head -head for love. Is that surprising? Shouldn't be. Alex Dimonona is a good player. Had a good season so far as well. I'm going to go for... Andy Murray. I'm going for him to start reversing the head-to-head. -head. Why not? Tommy Paul versus Daniel Medvedev. This is a ridiculously good first round. 
I mean, Tommy Paul's had a very good year, and he's dangerous. He's very dangerous. I mean, ask Carlos Alcaraz. The only thing I'd say is his game is probably not as difficult for Medvedev as it is for Alcaraz. The head-to-head isn't one love in favor of Medvedev. They only played once, though, last or well, two years ago on clay. Medvedev won in four sets. You know what, though? I'm, I'm going to go big. I'm going to go Tommy. If Tommy Paul serves big and Tommy Paul's clever, he transitions well, which he does. He's got good hands in the net. He's quick. He can play the Alcaraz style of game against Medvedev. Now, if, if Medvedev plays like he did against Alcaraz, then Tommy Paul's got no chance. I'm just being honest. I don't see him winning, but I have a feeling Tommy Paul might be able to cause the upset just because Medvedev's had a bit of a layoff since the US Open. But he'll be motivated given that he is in the running for the year in number one spot. I'm sticking with it. I'm going to stick with it. Okay. Round of 16. Alcaraz, Hachan, I'm going to go for Alcaraz. Struff, Echeverry, I'm going to go Struff. Holgaruna, Dimitrov, really good clash of styles here as well. It really does come down to how fit Holgaruna is. If Holgaruna is fit, this is a really tough match for Dimitrov. He'll be frustrated as they clash horns. But Holgaruna, how's he feeling physically? We'll go for him. Uh, Sinner Nishioka. Now, Nishioka's had a really good week. He hasn't come up against any one of the caliber of Yannick Sinner. Yannick Sinner should have too much in terms of his arsenal and just pure power hitting from the back of the court for Nishioka, but it's really in his own hands. Zverev, Darich, Fakina. Now, this is a potential banana skin. Fakina always brings his, well, not necessarily his A game, but his 100% effort anyway on, onto court. So his effort is sometimes enough, and he will fight and fight and fight, and he will try to make it as difficult as possible for Alexander Zverev. Zverev, though, is riding on a pretty nice wave after winning the Chengdu tournament. So we'll go for Zverev and Jari to be the qualifier, whoever comes through that. Nori Sinego. Now, this is an interesting one. I think Cam Nori has had a very up and down year, and Sinego, as I said, can be inconsistent as well. We're going to go for Nori to come through, actually, though. I'm going to back him. He's not been in great form, apart from the Davis Cup, but. Mainly just because they won it. Uh, but we'll go for Cam Nori to find a bit of form, capture some form. I think this could be too difficult for Murray. I mean, if it's Tommy Paul, or Med- I think if it's Medvedev, he definitely loses if he gets through his first round match against Dimonero, that is. And then we've got Tommy Paul. Uh, look, I mean, it's a, it's a tough, tough match. And I, I just think it might be too much for Murray, in honesty. Because uh, Tommy Paul can match his speed, can match his defensive capabilities. And he's got a bit more offensively at the moment as well. And his serve is popping more as well. So it's not looking great on paper. And yeah, I'm just going to have to go for Tommy Paul on this one. So the quarterfinals, we've got Alex. Sorry, we've got Alex. We've got Carlos Alcaraz versus Jan Leonard Struff. I mean, this is a tough one for Alcaraz if Struff is at playing his A-game, but Winger for Alcaraz. Then Runa Sinner. Now, this could be a tough one for Yannick Sinner. I'm still not convinced, though, about Holger Runa's body. And really, 
from that and that alone, I think I might have to go for Sinner, despite the head to head being two love in favor of Holger Runa. Three sets at the Monte Carlo Masters this year, semi finals. Holger Runa lost the first at 6 1, 1 7 5, 7 5. That's tight. Then Sophia indoor hard last year. Holger Runa won 5 7, 6 4, 5 2, retired for Sinner. I want to go for Sinner to finally get the win over Holger Runa. And then you know what? I'm gonna go for Jack. I'm going big on Jarry here to beat Zverev in the semi-finals or in the quarterfinals, sorry, even. Come on. Come on, the Chilean. We're gonna go for Jarry. And then I'm gonna go for Tommy Paul to beat Cam Nori. So we've got a European semi-final at the top half and a rest of the world semi-final at the bottom half. That just happened to be the case. Alcaraz Sinna and Jarry Tommy Paul now. Sinal Kraz, we know what's what that's about. That's a 50-50. The head-to-head, head, head, head sorry, even is three all. On a hardcore, I actually fancy Sinner, in all honesty. So I'm gonna go for Sinner. If they do make it to this stage, I reckon Sinner wins just because he'll take confidence from beating Holgaruna as well. Potentially, that is. Nicholas Jerry Tommy Paul. I I'm gonna go for it. I'm gonna go for Jerry to make it all the way to the final. I'm going for Jarry to make it all the way to the final. So, Sinner Jarry final. Have they ever played before? Let's have a quick look. So, the head to head is actually 1 0 in favor of Jarry, but it wasn't 2019, so four years ago not really a good indicator I'm going for I'm going to go for I'm going big for Nicholas Jarry I'm going big for Nicholas Jarry I'm going for the wild card the left field pick I'm going for Nicholas Jarry to win it all in this ATV 500 to beat Yannick Sinner in the final let me know your picks in the comment section below I'm assuming it's going to be completely different to mine but you know what that's all good uh, guys, remember to hit the like button. Do subscribe if you're new and do leave a rating or review if you're listening on the podcast platform. On top of that, I am using a, a new microphone as well for this video. So let me know how the sound is. Is it better? Is it worse than previous videos? Uh, so that I can potentially tune the microphone or change the settings accordingly if uh, it's worse. I'll just go back to my normal headset. Thanks very much, guys. Stay safe and well. We'll see you in the next video.